This is an ABC podcast. Uncle Jam. Uncle Jam. Uncle Jam. Uncle Jam. I've been Uncle saying Jams. it all week. I can't stop. Dee Salvin's my name, and I'm with the bewitched, gorgeous, gorgeous girl, producer Pip. Bewitched? Bewitched, that's my adjective for today. I love it. I had to Google it. I literally put in beautiful into Google. <laughs> beautiful adjectives. Not you putting in the thesaurus. I'm putting in the com. thesaurus. I'm like, tell me, <laughs> give me words. I have two. It's gorgeous, gorgeous girl and beautiful and stunning. Stunning's my main one. I'll take it. Uh, anyway, today's episode, bit of a big one. We're talking about love bombing. Everyone's talking about love bombing at the moment. I think it's like yeah. a bit of a cultural thing you know how words have moments like it was like ghosting breadcrumbing let me look it up uh woke fishing woke fishing was a huge one that we did zombieing zombieing yeah benching like, benching benching's a huge one is that like when you put someone on like the yeah you come like back to them i think warmer? oh yeah yeah so Caking? what's that I don't know. This is 13 dating terms that defined modern dating in 2020. Caking honestly sounds like that kink where you sit on a cake. Oh, interesting. We should do an episode on that. Yeah, we should. Do, I'm, I'm, if we don't know them, we should probably do an episode on them. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so love bombing is like the new latest one. Yeah. Uh, you might have watched recently the Tinder Swindler. Yes, I did. <sighs> He took me to a five-star hotel. He said we had a special connection. It felt like stepping into a movie. Yeah, so this guy, he just like profiled these women and he took them on these excessive dates at five-star hotels. He bombarded them with roses and straight away he was like, come on my private jet. Like, we're a team. You're the only one. You're so special and like, I really feel this connection. And it was all happening way too fast. <laughs> it's It doesn't end well. And there was also that article, I don't think you read it, Pip, but it was called... The movie star and me. Yeah, can you please explain? Yeah, so it was basically written by a theatre intern who had this really intense kind of whirlwind love bombing romance with a really, really famous movie star. There's like a lot of speculation, a lot of talk online that allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, we've got to make sure we say allegedly here, <laughs> that it's Jay Gyllenhaal. So basically when this was all happening to her, she was like early 20s and he was 36 and she was interning at this theatre company and he just like within the week just beelined for her, was inundating her with like all this love and attention, just being like, let's run away together, you belong with me. Um, He'd always like lie his head on her lap and he was just like messaging her all the time saying how beautiful she was. Uh, And yeah, so that kind of did the rounds on Twitter and the internet, people just being like, oh my gosh, this is so, such hectic love bombing happening. Mm. So to kick things off, I wanted to check in with Maddie Galea about the cultural phenomenon of love bombing and why we're all of a sudden talking about it heaps. He's the pedestrian TV senior entertainment editor, so he has his finger on the pulse when it comes to this kind of thing. It's always been around, but just the term is really being spoken about a lot more now. There's almost a sense of holding people accountable for their shitty actions in a way, and so we're kind of um, using this name to describe what it is. So, yeah, so it's been spread quite a lot across TikTok as well. Okay, sorry for interrupting, but we need to talk about West Elm Caleb. I just yes. thought of it then. Yes, completely. Uh, it's huge. It was such a huge story that happened last year, and he got famous for doing it to literally hundreds of women. So the hashtag West Elm Caleb is literally going viral on TikTok right now. It's because this one man is love bombing every girl and then literally ghosting them. And he's on all these dating apps, and he's messaging girls love bombing them, sending them amazing Spotify playlists, and then 
either ghost them immediately before the date or after a few dates. Anyway, Maddie, continue. And now I find that people are using that term when they're analyzing other celebrity relationships. For example, the term was kind of tossed around in regards to Kanye West and Julia Fox. Uncle James. Uncle James. Uncle James. Uncle James. I've been Uncle saying James. it all week. I can't stop. Okay, if you don't know what Uncle James is, <laughs> uh, basically actor Julia Fox was on the Call Her Daddy podcast yeah, uh, talking about her experience with Kanye West. I think they were dating at the time, but now they've broken up. And mm-hmm. she basically said that she is a muse. Yeah. She was Ye's muse and she's also a muse for Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, And yeah, anyway, on the podcast, Call Her Daddy's Alex Cooper basically asked Julia Fox if she thought she was getting love bombed by Kanye. Why do you not consider it love bombing? Um, Because he doesn't have like like a shady ulterior motive right which I think is like super crucial in the love bombing element yeah it's really interesting and that's something that we're going to get into in this episode how can you tell the difference between someone who's just being super romantic or maybe something a bit more toxic like love bombing Obviously, we've been talking about really extreme examples as well. Like not everyone's going to be flying you around in a private jet or, you know, you're not going to get a room full of roses from Kanye West. But I'm pretty sure love bombing is a lot more common than we think. It might even be something that you've experienced. Or maybe you think you might have been the person to love bomb someone in your life. So, yeah, we're going to get into what it is how it's different from maybe just being romantic and really keen on someone, the ways it can become really dangerous, and how to spot it so it doesn't happen to you. Just a heads up, we do chat about emotional abuse, coercive control, and a few heavy topics in this episode, so definitely tap out if you're not feeling up to it. You can always come back to this later, and yeah, we'll put some support numbers for you in the pod notes as well. First up, Let's get an expert on the subject. Elizabeth Shaw is the CEO of Relationships Australia and we caught up with her to get the lowdown on what exactly love bombing is. So love bombing is a term that's come into common usage to describe something really quite specific, which is an experience of being um, lavished with attention that um, on the face of it could seem like generosity or um, someone who's particularly excited to get involved in the relationship you might feel like it's a lot of good stuff coming your way but it also is excessive for the point of relationship that you're in and so you you can feel like well this is lovely but and the but really comes from um, a sense too that that this um, is already a kind of manipulation of you where it's it's designed to hook you in to um, engagement in the relationship, possibly before you're ready. And love bombing can come in all different shapes and sizes. Well, what could feel like generosity could come through gifts or could come through a rush to, well, I've seen you today, but I want to see you tomorrow too. It could feel like racing ahead in the relationship and an expectation that you would want to race too. It could mean um, a push for a commitment that you're not yet ready to make, you know, which could come, as I say, through seeing a lot of each other, but it could mean um, hanging out at your place or an expectation of sort of half moving in quickly and saying, I'm just so into you, Um, let's really go with the gut here. But it definitely can come from a, a verbal kind of avalanche and a lot of it is designed to make you feel special, to make you feel important. That word designed. 
Doesn't it just make you feel sick? I actually feel a bit ick. Yeah, it's not nice. It, it feels really psychopathic, to be honest. Well, I think that's the main thing that that we really need to chat about when it comes to love bombing is that some people are doing this maliciously mm. and that's the real difference when it comes to whether or not someone's genuinely being romantic and obsessed with you in a good way or like they're being toxic and maliciously because, mm. yeah, one of the things that it can end up being linked to is coercive control. And if you don't know what coercive control is, it's basically a form of abuse uh, or something that can happen with intimate partner violence. And it's basically a pattern of behaviours where someone tries to gain control and power by eroding at, like, your self-esteem with intimidation, gaslighting, threats, humiliation, and that's where love bombing can come into play as well. So, yeah, here's Elizabeth on why it can be dangerous. It can be a pattern of, of what becomes coercive control because it is ultimately designed to manipulate your emotions and to seduce you into... Um, and in a focus on the other person and often a singular focus. So it can, it can be, well, I really find you important. And if you found me that important, you'd start to find your friends and family less important. You know, it can be designed to, um, you know, this is a great thing we're into. Let's just devote ourselves to each other. And you can start to get isolated from others. So again, what looks, you know, very warm and cosy, if it is starting to, um, separate you from others, determine the time you spend, the focus that you have, where you invest, whether it's time and other resources. I think those sorts of things can make you quite isolated. And again, that's designed to um, make the other person feel important and that they have your sole attention. But ultimately, that's not going to be good for your self-esteem or the uh, leading an, a well-rounded life. That's what happened to hookup listener Sam from Euronation, Sydney. She was love-bombed really hard when she was a bit younger and it was her first proper adult relationship. So she just thought, this is what it's meant to be like, right? So I met them uh, via Tinder. I was 20 years old at the time. I'm now 26. They were 27. So immediately off the bat, there was like a clear kind of um, difference there with like the age and it became apparent as it kind of progressed I remember he opened with like my god you're gorgeous or something like that and like deep down intuitively this it didn't feel right but they're just so good at like using that script to kind of reel you in and get what they want from you you know that aspect of feeling wanted and desired came up and especially as like a 20 year old woman feeling that sort of desire from someone older and like leveraging that power I think immediately that kind of set the tone for how it eventually progressed so yeah what happens next like what kind of stuff did he start to then do that in hindsight you now see as love bombing but maybe at the time you didn't what kind of stuff was he doing planning for this like future like really early on where even it felt uncomfortable for me um but obviously like the idea of it felt really nice and it's like textbook romantic stuff and you know he'd play that whole thing of like I'm a hopeless romantic like let me do this for you like you know like and and it would move very quickly you know what I mean like at least you know in in a kind of normal sort of setting I mean there's no such thing they're all so different but it didn't feel normal because it was like zero to 100 in a very short amount of time so even in like a week or two it was like I like you you know like 
I want to like lock this down. I want this to be official. I've deleted the apps. Like you're my girlfriend. Like I've told everyone about you. Like in hindsight, like obviously I think of that and I'm just like, you're an idiot. <laughs> like all sense of like rationality eventually like went out the window because I just, I bought into it. It feeds into those sorts of romantic cliches of just like instant attraction, like just, you know, love at first sight. It was probably like the third time we'd seen each other. And I remember I was at his house and he just said to me like really randomly off the cuff, like, I love you. And I was just like, and that was huge for me because I'd kind of come out of a long-term relationship. And so that was like something I'd been like pining for and then I got it and it was like that doesn't feel right like and I couldn't express it back. The shift happened when he we had become physically intimate um, and I think like obviously in hindsight that a lot of the love bombing that was happening was obviously to get me to kind of become intimate in a way that I probably wasn't ready to be. Um, and for him, it was like, this is a deal breaker. And I mean, naturally, I understand like physical intimacy is very important in a relationship, but it was like, it felt very coercive, you know what I mean? To the point where he wouldn't, ex you know, accept like my boundaries or if, you know, I express like I'm not ready or something like that, he'd shame me for it. So it eventually, it started, it became, it was this whole thing of like, I'm obsessed with you to like then resentment and became really cruel and completely cold. The switch flipped instantly almost and I couldn't make sense of it. How did you guys kind of end? Well, it was interesting because he tried to do the whole like ghosting thing after a couple of months and it was just so frustrating and so I essentially kind of called him out on it and basically just completely denied everything he said to me. So it, it, it not only was it like love bombing, but it was like gaslighting on top of it. And I couldn't make sense of that. And, and then I would like pour over these messages for months afterwards, just being like, this is literally what he said. Like comparing that final message of denying everything that he'd done to previous messages, like from a month or two ago that say otherwise. It was so confusing. It was so confusing. And it was hard not to feel as though I was like partly to blame. Like, because then you like leave that and you're like, how could I have been so stupid? Yeah, so this relationship was really brief. Like it only lasted two months, but it was really intense. And then all of a sudden, poof, it was over. Sam got completely ghosted by this guy. And when she confronted him about it, he denied everything. He pretty much said, I never said all those things. I never said that I loved you. I never said that I wanted you to be my girlfriend. And she got completely gaslighted. Yeah, see, this is the thing with it, right? It seems like a really common experience. Not only are we hearing this from hookup listeners, but also Caleb, West Elm Caleb. He did this. He would ghost people after the date or sometimes even before. He wouldn't even go. I've I've been love bombed by someone once where they messaged me nonstop for ages and then we didn't even go on a date, but then I just got ghosted. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I think that's a really common experience. But what happens when you stay in a relationship with someone and their pattern is to love bomb you? I think that's when it gets really toxic and that's when it can become like that coercive control we were talking about earlier. Because this is what happened to hookup listener Amy. She got in touch with us because she ended up in a relationship with someone who love bombed her at the start. But by the time she realized that 
she was in a bit of a toxic cycle. It was too late because she she had fallen for him. And yeah, things got really serious and a bit dangerous towards the end. We met um, through a mutual friend and he was a bit older. He was 28 years old. And I remember meeting him and thinking like, I wasn't like that attracted to him and all of that. And then we didn't like get each other on socials or anything like that. And then I remember the next day, like having a message from him on Instagram, like a follow request and then a message. And then he just kept pursuing. So he kept asking me out on dates and I was quite excited. Like I was thinking to myself, like no one's really been this persistent with me before. Like I'm really excited to do this. And then we would go on like a couple of dates and I think it was like after the fifth date we went on, um, he told me that he loved me, which was quite full on for me. And I wasn't ready to say it because I knew in my head I didn't love this guy. Potentially I could in the future, but so I felt pressured and I said it anyway. Um, And I remember after he had said it, there was like this almost like a feeling like he didn't mean it. And it was like he had said it because he thought that's what I was wanting him to say. Six weeks down the track, um, I had found out that he lied to me about something quite serious in the relationship. And after that, I I broke up with him because it was like quite awful. And then I received a six page letter from him. And it was pretty much just saying like how he'd met the one and I was the love of his life and He wanted to marry me and have kids with me. And I was like, so special and unique. And I made him feel so much better about himself. And like, it was just a six page letter of just about our future, which was so full on for me. Um, And I remember reading it thinking, this is so questionable. Like this guy either really, really loves me. And he's like this awesome guy. Like I found the one as well. Or this is like a massive red flag. But then I just decided to give him another chance because I was thinking to myself, like, I've never had this before. Like, I am starting to really like fall for this guy. So I'm just going to give him another chance. And then so pretty much our relationship was very up and down. And when it was down, it was very down. And then the love bombing would start when it was bad. So like, for example, there were a couple of times when... I started to pull away so he could feel me pulling away from the relationship because he had either done something wrong or he knew that I was kind of tired of how toxic it was. And so when I would pull away, he would all of a sudden show up with like flowers and my favourite lollies and chocolates. Yeah. What were some of the toxic things that you did experience from him? Like very aggressive. He started quite early on. He'd go from zero to 100 and scream at me. It would just be like out of control rage and it would really scare me. There were other things like a minor thing, like me liking someone else's photo who was a guy. He would lose it, like completely lose it, but he was free to like other girls' photos and catch up with girls. And like, he always had an excuse for it. Like, oh, it's business. I think when I finally realized that he was a narcissist was when we ended things quite on like bad terms um and then I was like I joined all these different groups on Facebook um and like shared just a few of my experiences with friends who had been with a narcissist as well and then I was finding similarities and it's 
crazy how many similarities there are when people date narcissists. Like, it is just a common pattern of behavior. And that's when I was like going through these Facebook pages of listening to people's stories and just going, oh my God, I have gone through the exact same thing. And that's kind of like when it hit me. And I was like, I was definitely in a toxic, narcissistic relationship. Okay, I just want to flag this real quick. I know we've kind of covered this, that there is like dangerous and malicious intention with love bombing, but then there's also like just genuine affection and there's a difference Um, because we had a lot of people message us on our Instagram D about this because they were worried that they were love bombing in a bad way. One of these messages was actually from someone who reckons that love bombing is an accidental ADHD side effect. They said that I hyper-focus on the new, fun, exciting thing and don't realize I'm being overwhelming. And they say, I've accidentally chased away many quality dates because I was just an excited puppy dog with no malice intended. And that's the thing is it's, How do you spot the difference? I think that's the hardest thing because we heard from Sam and Amy. At the time, they thought it was just genuine affection that they had been picked, that they had been chosen, that this love was genuine and Mm. this person really liked them. So how do we tell the difference and how do we separate genuine feelings from the potentially dangerous coercive ones? So what are some signs to look out for to know whether or not you're getting love bombed? I think initially it can be quite hard to tell the difference. Where you get to work it out is there's kind of two points. One is where you do have a bit of sort of internal dissonance, a sense of disquiet that your head's saying that's lovely, your friends might be saying that's lovely, but you just feel like maybe it could be because you're not sure yet and you think, oh, no, I'm not, look, I've only had one or two dates, they seem quite nice, but now I've got two dozen roses. And now that feels like I better go on a third date. Sometimes you get that sense because um, you can already feel like you're starting to work against something that really suits you. And the other point where you can test what appears to be generous is if you start to kind of push back a bit. So maybe third or fourth date, you're not available, you've got something on, or um, you'd really rather eat at a different restaurant or whatever it is. And you feel a sense of disapproval coming your way and you realise that you're really, the deal is that you're supposed to comply, be grateful and be rather thrilled and put everything else aside. If you try and stand on your own two feet or disagree or want other interests and it's framed negatively, that's a really bad sign. Um, And certainly if you start to feel like um, you are punished, so it might be well, I can't see you tonight. And then the person says, well, I then can't see you till next week or maybe the week after. And you suddenly feel that threat of loss or the threat of sex or affection. You're given the cold shoulder or the silent treatment. All of those things are really bad signs. So if you're listening right now and you're thinking, yep, oh my God, this is me. I'm in this situation right now. What should you do? Elizabeth says, stand your ground. I think trust your judgment, feel entitled to slow things down a bit and to talk about that. Um, And, you know, if you start to get pushback or that threat of separation, then you already know. So I think it is really important to start to check if you really do want to see friends, allow yourself to stand your ground. If you put things on hold when your partner's asking you to, you may well be buying into something and Checking that out early on is really important. Also, if it's safe to do so, maybe just break up. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that's 
probably the best and easiest and quickest way to end it if it's happening to you. I also think you should tell someone if things are moving too quickly and if they don't respect that, I think that's a huge red flag and that's when you should just like go on your way. Anyways, I think a lot of people don't realize as well. They think, oh, you only dated for a couple of weeks or you were only messaging for, you know, over a month. Get over it. It's not that impactful. But like this shit hurts. This can really impact you and it can last for ages. Both Sam and Amy said that they felt really affected by it for years and it gave them trust issues in dating. The whole getting over it was hard, but then how long it took me to get over it was also hard because it was like how can something that have, that only took up like two months of my life affect me this much? I mean, I still think I struggle with the fallout of it six years later. It's also changed the way that I date and I'm, I'm, I'm much more like suspicious of people. How do you heal from something like this? I feel like there's a couple of obvious things to do. Talk to your friends about it. Unpack it all. Take some time in yourself as well to unpack it because sometimes your friends can be telling you everything you need to be hearing mm. and you just don't hear it. So you, you've really got to like educate yourself on what this is and really I try and identify if it's happening to you. Yeah, like Amy said she spent a lot of time on Facebook uh, talking to people in support groups for narcissists and, you know, journaling is a huge one that you can do. Yeah. Just don't feel pressure to, like, quickly heal. I think that's the main thing. Yeah. And also therapy. Just want to flag again that, you know, this episode was quite heavy, so if you need help, support numbers are in our show notes share this podcast to everyone you know because i feel like the more we educate each other about love bombing we won't get as affected by it and we'll be able to spot the red flags earlier less broken hearts also the usual like subscribe dm us on instagram at triple j the hookup we love to hear from you help you with your issues uh, your questions, if there's anything that you want us to investigate, a topic. Yeah, you can email us too if you don't use Insta. You can email at thehookup at abc.net.au. Thehookup at abc.net.au. And we'll catch you next time.